Welcome to the most original and greatest wrestling podcast in the world, straight up. Oh, wait a minute, it's April 1st. This is Max Wrestling, and if you're ready for Promo Mania, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 316 of Max Wrestling, hence the Stone Cold intro this is your captain speaking fortunately not the captain of the ever given cargo ship yeah look at you yeah but i'm here along with the actual poster boys of the show the podcast machine mike larkin and king mode a second moses marquez bro i take a couple days off spiritual wise i get off of social media feeling good and then what makes me even better as he dangerously i wake up I wake up with a great attitude. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Why? Because Austin Aries is off Twitter. It's a glorious day. Oh, my God. What Mo, did... fucking world does that mean it's a glorious day? Mo, did you see the bullshit tweet that he tweeted out that got him, that he deleted his Twitter? Absolutely not. He wrote, and I quote. <laughs> I don't pay I pers- attention to this nerd, but go for it. I personally now know of more people who have died after taking the COVID vax than I did this entire pandemic from getting the virus itself, but don't expect the MNM to report or correlate these deaths to taking the jab truthfully or accurately. We're being deceived. Fuck you. Uh, uh, don't fucking take it, bud. Hey. Thank you. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. hopefully Look, it'll just wipe out people like Austin Aries. I'm a 33-year-old grown man, and... I work in a school. Every goddamn teacher, every goddamn other person that works there has already talked about getting this thing. I've blamed out, told them, no, I'm not getting it. Why? I have my reasons. Mm-hmm. The same exact reasons I don't buy consoles the first week of the release. They break. There's problems with them. You really think I'm going to take this goddamn thing? It was rushed out. You know how The Walking Dead started? You know how I Am Legend started? A failed vaccine. I'm not taking my chances. Well, okay. all right. I will be Will Smith with a German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all you want. You just want to be Will Smith with a German Shepherd in the abandoned city. I just city. want a German Shepherd. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Daz before you came on air, Moses, like, I got my first vaccine a couple weeks ago. I'm going to say right now, nothing. It's just boom, and then you're done. My arm was hurting for like a day, but that was about it, and then it was fine. It's just a little soreness. I go for my second one Sunday, and no one. No one has complained about the goddamn thing, so I don't know what the hell is up. I mean, my mom's taking them both and hasn't phased her. There's been other people. I mean, my whole thing is, is like, dude, I'm pretty sure you're full of shit. Like, I mean, maybe they were sick and died and, you know, they had given them the vaccine as they were already on their way out kind of thing. But, Mm -hmm. like, I'm pretty sure you're full of shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Everybody friggin' ransacked him. <laughs> Sean Rossap from Fightful went after him, and then he just deleted oh, wow. his Twitter. Yep. And just delete the Twitter. And everybody's thinking, like, oh, did he get his account suspended? Because that's all I kept seeing was hashtag Austin Aries. And then I just saw, ah, oh, Austin Aries, he will be missed. And then a funny GIF <laughs> because nobody cares. So thankfully, he has deleted his Twitter. After um, getting... Long overdue. Exactly. Hey, well, I used to pull for this guy, and now I'm like, when you show your true colors to the world, asshole, <laughs> big asshole, this guy. And well, the Short other man complex. And speaking of assholes, even though it was funny, Randy Orton is absolutely oh, owning boy on Twitter. I fucking hey. love Randy Orton right now. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I was like, I hate the feud he's in right now, but I'm fucking loving everything else Randy does. 
I um I rewatched his Broken Skull sessions last night and loved the guy. Oh, that was great. Me too. Yep. Every time Stone Cold brought out the bottle of Jack, Randy's like, "Oh, really? Okay, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, we were talking. I think he posted in the group. What was Soldier? Ta- what was he telling Soldier? His dick is bigger than his, or something like that. He said his dick's taller than Soldier Boy, and it weighs more too. And he also used my new favorite insult: "Go to bed, you fucking infants." I love, I love it, it so much. That's the best right there. <laughs> oh, and, uh, <clears throat> and here's the thing. Like, people still will take Soldier Boy's side because, oh, Soldier. And I'm like, again, this dude, you could say he's had stuff after Kiss Me Through the Phone and fucking Crank That Soldier Boy. But if, again, you look at his analyze, dissect, and decipher his career, he's known for two fucking hits. And is he really And relevant? then, those, not to mention, those two hits was at least 10 years ago. Yep, yeah. 2007 and 2008. Last time he was relevant, the great Kali was world heavyweight champion. Oh, my God. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I could see it all now. <laughs> the That's... Punjabi prison. Oh, oh, no. Don't do it to <laughs> me. Go back, go back. Go back. <laughs> Too far back. Uh, like no. we said, uh, we are one week away from our biggest show of the year and also the biggest WWE show of the year. We now know a triple threat main event has been confirmed for WrestleMania. Now, unfortunately, we've sold our library to Peacock, so we can no longer say shit, piss, ass, fuck, wanker, or bollocks. Yeah, they friggin' censored the shit out of this, man. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not happy about this, this entire thing. I'm just... I've already been, like, saying it, and there's been rumbles of it. This is... May have just killed Retro Rewind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and that kind of sucks because I was having fun doing it. Yep. I need also, somebody with all the tapes. Who's got some tapes around here? <laughs> let, let, let's not sugarcoat things. WWE did some risque stuff back in the day. Yes, they did. Yeah, we know, but come on now. Like, that's that was that was half the glory of what Retro <laughs> was going to be. It was going over just the absolute cringe. Yes. You know what I mean? Dealing with exactly the first thing they posterized themselves by, uh, you know, cutting out the whole fucking blackface thing, which, come on, it's funny. It is. Hey, I got if, if DX had not done that, if they were just white, would people have accused him of whitewashing the nation? Mm-hmm. Probably. I don't know. Watch your fucking mouth. It, it, God it's... only knows, because in 90, because in all I know is in like 97, 98, people were a little more tolerant of shit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course. Now, Christ, I we grew up on South Park. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was no, like there's... a regular cartoon. I, I was for eight year old. years old when I saw Saddam Hussein in a gay relationship with Satan. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so here's what's beautiful about that. Like when you guys were talking about cancel culture, and everybody's trying to cancel culture Eminem for um, uh, that's all right. Cause I love the way you lie. Okay, let me say right now, that song is from ten Probably years. Probably like right? his least offensive song. I was just going to say. Have you guys, like, not listened to the Marshall Mathers LP? Slim Shady, gonna fucking kill you. Ring, ring, ring. Or like, what about oh. Kim? Like, yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a song about kidnapping and raping Mariah Carey, and nobody's complained about that one. I will nope. be your Superman. I'll be your Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Out of the least one of his most tracks that are his most wholesome, <laughs> you pick fucking that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. And let, let's not forget, he duetted with Rihanna on that song, who was in a fucking abusive relationship. Like, she just got mm-hmm. polywopped by Chris Brown. Hello. Dumbass Gen Z. All right. <clears throat> oh, oh, hold on. You also made my day. I got to mention this because you also mentioned and made my day. Since they already taped it, your girl's got inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> you know what the good news is? They only got like five minutes for a speech. Very good. Bro, which is like, which is like, like three that? minutes too long. Give them a minute each. Yeah, if that. Dude, I get fucking told by my wife. Oh my god, they did the thing. Isn't it live? I'm like, no, they tape it. She's like, so when do we see it? Next Friday. Why do they tape it so long? Because nobody wants to see them. And she just got mad at me, and I'm like, I'm <laughs> not playing. How dare you insult the Bella Twins, Moses? So, uh, what are your well, no, achievements? She looked at me like dead in the face and was like, "Are they? They're going to win the tag titles, huh?" I'm like, "No, yeah, probably." Oh, my God. I'm like, "Probably," because she's already telling me like, "Oh, I, every time I look on Instagram, they're training." I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> 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 I'm like, "God damn it!" So, so what are your career achievements, ladies? Uh, we got good ratings on a fake reality show. Okay, did you win any titles? Oh, we both won a Divas title. That fucking ugly butterfly thing. Speaking, oh, of, yeah. ugly belts, speaking of ugly belts, New Japan, bro. Oh, my uh, God. Something went wrong in the genetics with that. So here, here's the thing that I've been pointing out to everybody, and I hope everybody just keep this, just burn their image in their mind. The first goddamn picture that New Japan posterized of this fucking title was it on a table and Kota Ibushi standing there in just like utter disgust. The fuck is that? Like, look at his face. He is not happy. He is not content. He is. What the hell is that? And he's getting the flack for it. <laughs> exactly. Because he didn't want to be a it's top champion. God damn you. <laughs> Thanks for fucking combining him. It's like, well, he wanted to be the mega, you know, the one big champ. Like, what, what's so hard with that? He didn't want to kill himself two matches a night. I don't hate the idea. I, I do want to shoot whoever decided to design this fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be like a combination of five past designs, but I... Like, there's little details here and there. But they, where the fuck's the shape come from? First off, as a as a guy who's watched New Japan for as far back as I could fucking remember, the worst one they had was like a crown-style-looking belt. Oh, yeah, the original. Yeah, the OG one. And it looked nothing like that. Nothing. This thing was exactly what everybody is claiming it to be. It's either one of two things. My The most common is the, the Divas title. Yeah. My personal favorite is somebody really, really loves uh, Cody's neck tattoo <laughs> and was like, put that shape on their fucking belt. The, the IWGP heavyweight is a gorgeous belt. The Intercontinental was a gorgeous belt. But they came together and produced fucking Jake Tucker from Family Guy. Yeah. It was... It... <laughs> That's exactly for those who don't exactly know who he is, he's the one with the upside down head. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ugly, ugly belts. It's not, not, not even just ugly. the ugly center plate. The, the, the straps piss Finn, too. I hate, I hate yeah. Finn straps. The whole thing looks cheap. And that's nope. what I think kills it. Yeah, it's, it's not scaled even down, ugly. too. It's a small belt. It's not even ugly, guys. It's, to quote my brother, me, it's, it's ugly. It's Oogle. Oogle? I like that. Oogle. Okay, it's fucking Oogle. 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 It's, it's killing me softly. It's Oogle. One time. It's killing me softly. <laughs> Will Ospreay is like, I can't wait to own that belt. I'm like, you know what? It's like, I'll be the champ, but you hang on to that thing. Now, you know, Will Ospreay is the Sasha Banks of New Japan just blowing smoke up the boss's ass. That's very true. Oh, yeah. Thank but, you, Vince. Uh, that's, that's Will for now, speaking of Sasha Banks, that's a nice segue into our first segment of the week, which is we watch WWE, so you don't have to. 
So, uh, as we all expected, Daniel Bryan is now officially part of the WrestleMania main event. Um, I mean, most people were okay with it, but it's been a lot of memes, obviously comparing it to the Batista-Randy Orton thing from WrestleMania 30. I also Mm -hmm. saw a couple of memes this morning where they've just randomly inserted Daniel Bryan into all the old posters from WrestleMania, like Hogan and Savage, Hogan and Warrior, Hogan (laughs) and Andre. (laughs) Um, See it now. I mean, you can see that side where they've just stuck um, Daniel Bryan into a feud, but at the same time, he's made it a lot more interesting than it was with just Edge and Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't, like, clamoring to see Edge and Roman. Yeah. I'm much more interested now that Daniel Bryan's involved, and it also kind of uh, throws a curveball in there where could Daniel Bryan actually steal the title away from Edge? Yeah, actually, that this is the one guy that gives you that idea that he may he maybe could sneak away with it because he's so over, you know. They want to have something huge done, you know, at the WrestleMania, the first time they're going to have people really back 25,000. Yeah. I mean, I actually like Daniel Bryan's idea, which uh, would have been a swerve because people, everybody was expecting a triple threat. When he said um, they Roman and Edge face on night one and he faces the winner on night two, I thought, that's a great idea. I love yeah. that. I was like how New Japan did it. Yeah. But me, uh, I mean, and then they made his wait all night long to make the most obvious twist. Oh yeah, we're gonna make it a triple threat. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> I think for me the added element that's very cool about it, guys, is we have Edge more of in a heel role because he's better as a heel. The baby face I wasn't feeling going into the battle with Roman. Oh yeah, he's always been a better heel. Um I don't know if he's fully heel yet. He's kind of toeing the line right now. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he's definitely angry. <laughs> um, I don't know. The idea is he's a heel. I, I, uh, I don't know. This whole it's the way they had to get to this felt too much. Like it was like, what was the point? You could have honestly just had fucking Adam Pierce walk out and be like, oh, because you interfered in their goddamn match or whatever. It's a triple threat. Bye. Whatever. Yeah. Like it, it could have been more simplistic, but now you've made this guy look like a heel when he's. Not necessarily supposed to be one. I thought he's supposed to, like his ultimate crowning moment was supposed to be WrestleMania. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, I mean, it didn't, Daniel Bryan. That's what's going on. It didn't make sense up until now that Edge was angry that Daniel Bryan was getting a shot at Roman before him because you've still got the WrestleMania shot. What are you complaining about? Exactly. Um, but now it makes sense because now Daniel Bryan's in the picture and now it's a triple threat instead of one on one. So I mean, Edge has a right to be pissed off now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still think he's baby. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he's fully healed yet. Speaking of pissed off, a lot of people ain't happy with obviously the celebrity involvement in WWE is huge oh, right man. now. I I use the term celebrity very loosely. Uh, and then people are gonna say, Shut up, he's got millions of followers on YouTube. How many you got? Shut up. But uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have renewed their rivalry, which was cool. Okay. A little random, but okay. Um but now we're getting Logan Paul involved, and apparently he is going to be involved in the match at WrestleMania, not just on SmackDown tomorrow. Okay, way to kill the only match I fucking gave a shit about. <laughs> like, like, look, dude. I uh, let me say, let me start out by saying this. I want to thank the Paul brothers for making boxing relevant again. Do not try to do wrestling, please. I don't need you to internet size my wrestling okay i'm already on fucking thin edge thin ice with fucking this goddamn company like i i I stated in the discord chat while watching aew 
if I fucking see uh, bugs or snakes in the goddamn ring in this Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match, I will never watch a main event roster pay per view again. That is a fucking shoot right now. Well, you know they're gonna do it to play off the WrestleMania bout. If they do, like again, I'm not watching night two. I'm this is I'm, I've I've had it. I've had it. Either you're going to give me something fucking really goddamn creative. You're not gonna give me anything retarded because if you give me that, I'm done. I've I've I am done. Like it, the fact that like people are loving everything they're doing is fucking beside me. It makes no sense at all. My man Teddy P over here defending the obvious sexualization of a goddamn thirteen-year-old being Alexa Bliss straddling a half-naked grown man. Well, there was nowhere near the crotch. Okay, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. Come on. Okay, hold on. I love Teddy. And that's P. the other some of the other internet geeks on fucking Twitter. Oh my God, you gotta sexualize everything, don't you? He's a fucking half-naked grown man, and she's on him with this frizzy skirt. Playing what is supposed to be an 11, 13 year old. Come on. Okay. All right. I got to follow. Fucking that. Added. <laughs> all right. First of all, again, this week, you're an angry young man. You're an angry goose problem. <laughs> you know a little I feel pretty. Adam Sandler, anger management. Do you know what a little I feel pretty, sir? Anyway, I love you. Bro. I love that movie. Yes. <laughs> Let me follow that. So, with the, <laughs> the Logan Paul, night one, we got Bad Bunny, make that money. Night two, we got Logan Paul. So the reason why they're saying they're bringing him in is because of the 23 million dollars, whatever, on YouTube, and they're saying that he will draw a more larger audience for WWE. He's got the Impulsive podcast and yada yada yada. So that's one of the reasons why they're bringing him in. I I get it. He's a famous YouTuber with millions of subs, but how would WWE ever going to develop a new star that can gain these levels of fame and popularity so that they don't need to bring in minor celebrities if they keep bringing in minor celebrities? Well, I'm Mm -hmm. more with uh, friggin' Bad Bunny make that money because, again, he's taking it seriously, and I'm actually, you know what, it's it's going to be I'm I'm going to shock you now, Matt. Actually, I'm going to shock everybody. What? The rabbit guy actually threw a very decent punch on Raw. That was I'll give him credit for that. Okay, hold on, hold on. That's fantastic you throw a punch. Did you guys see this fucking geek play in the NBA celebrity game? (laughs) No athleticism to, like, none. Zero. (laughs) Mike's got more athleticism than this fucker. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, so when it comes to that in my athleticism, um, when it comes to what Moses is saying, you're making me laugh, goddammit. So it's one of those things where if you actually look at Bad Bunny, but after that, and he's like punching him and stuff. I don't know if it was last week after he hit him with the guitar or it was this week. All of a sudden I see, that son of a bitch was out of breath. I'll see you at WrestleMania, bitch. Yeah. What the hell? People with no wrestling this. training get into a wrestling ring and get out of breath, and then they realize he it's not as easy as it looks. It was either he hit him with the guitar. I know. I think it was when he hit the hit the guitar, and then he freaking accepted his challenge. All of a sudden, I saw him go, <gasps> and then all of a sudden, I'll see you at Promomania, bitch. And then he freaking was like, <gasps> yeah, I'm like, blowing the fuck up, because huh? acoustic so guitars are heavy too, right? No athleticism. Okay, about that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this product. <laughs> Hey, my athleticism is a, like a statch higher than Bad Bunny, and I'll even admit that. I mean, I, I can shoot a mean basketball. I, uh, hey, I bet you can get up and down the court without fucking dying. Absolutely. This <laughs> guy can't hit the ropes, but twice. 
I gotta think. I gotta thank Mr. Le- I gotta thank Mr. Levy's class for that in elementary school because and, and junior high and high school because all we did was play basketball. It was our favorite sport. We liked the way they dribble up and down the court. Whoop whoop balling. So so how about hey hey hop hop? Oh, okay, I didn't hate it as much. I kind of thought it was pretty funny. I laughed. It, it, I mean, it, go ahead. It wasn't as awful as I thought it was gonna be. I think if it weren't for the bunny suits, it wouldn't have been as cringy. But hey, we had misfits and mofos back in 07 when they were feuding with Crime Time. I don't watch anything Miz and Morrison. It wasn't Damn, bad. It was sleeps. It was funny, but the fact of the matter is, like, okay, I heard it was hilarious. But the Miz, well, Miz went from being WWE champion to dressing in a bunny suit. Exactly. Not four weeks ago, five yep. weeks ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, I did enjoy them taking shots at Bad Bunny not winning a VMA last year. That made me laugh. <laughs> but then John Morrison was like, but he just won a Grammy. Shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and John Morrison being the one, of course, to sing in Spanish because, hello, Lucha Underground, AAA, Taya Valkyrie, which well, I'm sure we'll get to when we talk NXT, but oh my goodness gracious. Spitting that bars in Spanish, Miz doing what he does. Hey, hey, I pop. Mm, you don't and- stop. Yeah, and I actually felt for the two of them afterwards when they smashed up the uh, the, the poster. Yeah, that was a badass poster, man. Mm. And then Joe was like, oh, you're a dead man. <laughs> dead man. Um, Vulcan. Bad, bad, bad thing from Raw. So let's talk about how it's taken them less than a year to destroy the Hurt Business. <sighs> so disappointing. Why? <sighs> Even Batista called him out on it. Okay. So with Shelton Benjamin, first of all, I love that throw that he did on Bobby Lashley. That was badass. That's an amateur wrestler for you right there. That was fucking mm-hmm. amazing. So what's amazing about this, too, is like the last time they actually had a one-on-one match was in like 2006, which I can't believe because it's just amazing watching that. Now, mind you, Shelton Benjamin got squizzoshed. But the fact of the matter is it just it came out of nowhere because it's like, oh, you guys failed me. You're out of the Hurt Business. And then he friggin' mollywopped them both. And I was like, this is one of the hottest things you have, the commodity. All these guys are into something great. Like Lashley went from the stuff of Lana. Cedric was in purgatory. Shelton was just doing whatever. And you bring these men together, and it's a great unit and a tight-knit group. And then you just fuck it all up to shit. And now everybody, look at what happened at the end of Raw with King Corbin. I'm like, are you fucking having King Corbin with the damn Hurt Business because Drew McIntyre got the bounty? King Corbin, who isn't even on Raw. But he came over because he wanted the bounty. Yeah, what what the fuck is going on? I don't know. You know, it's 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 it, they need some main event heat, goddammit, and who better than Baron Corbin? <laughs> well, Corbin's got go-away heat. He does with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fucking Vince loves this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some, he thinks he's attractive. What? Mm. Uh, mm. Well, speaking of which, Prince William just got voted the sexiest bald man. Like, what? Love it. He, he ain't even the best looking royal brother. <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> I was like, that kid's like the ugly, like, he's like the ugly kid of the family. Yeah, but I, I digress. Uh, I don't know who voted, but. I mean, Dweebs. we also voted for Dweebs Brexit, voted. so. Uh, <laughs> now, once again, it is Naya and Shayna versus insert title rivals. 
mm-hmm. because there's no freaking tag teams in the women's division. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're winning the tag titles at WrestleMania, glow and blow, because they're both Florida. They're winning the titles. You know they're winning the titles. Nah, fellas. Do you, no. do you guys know when the last time um, the Raw Women's Championship was defended on a pay-per-view? Like, re- September? <laughs> it's September, yes. Wow, okay. Because well, Asuka keeps teaming up uh, with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Was, what, what night of champions? Was that Asuka and Nia Jax? I can't remember who, which, which match that was. I don't know if it was Asuka Nia Jax or Asuka against somebody. Or it might have been Selena Vega. Selena Vega. Selena Vega, yes. And then after that, of course, it was Asuka and Charlotte teaming up. So that's the last time we saw yeah. the Raw Women's title defended on the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get Asuka and Rhea Ripley, which was a badass contract signing. How about the way she threw that table on her, man? Ouch! I love it. And Oscar was about to say, you're not ready for Oscar. And Rhea's like, you damn right. Da- what? The hell I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to that match. And now next week, we're going to get the two opponents who may not get along. Let's see if there's this ascension in the rankings. Oscar and Rhea Ripley against Nia and Shayna next week. Eh. Uh, yeah, I, I just hate this constant... Uh, women's champion and her eventual opponent teaming up against Nia and Shayna. Well, you they got have... nobody for... Yeah, they got nobody for... the, the only tag team they've got is Glow and Blow. And, and the Gucci the... Girls. Yep. That's it. That's the only two teams on Raw. That's why we this... keep seeing it over and over again. This is why it made no fucking sense to not give the women's tag team titles to Dakota and Raquel and NXT had to get their own women's tag team titles because there's, there's only women's tag teams in NXT. Yep. Mm-hmm. They they're just wasted on the main roster, and honestly, mm-hmm. Shayna's still wasted teaming with Nia. She's a singles rough and ready ground and pound brawler that used to break people's arms. Now she's Nia's sidekick. Now she's third wheel to Nia and fucking Reginald. I was just gonna say she's a third wheel. Well, Reginald, I'm going to say, I like his athleticism, but I'm kind of like, with the, with this whole thing, no. I'm going to say so, man. He's getting a whole lot of woman when it comes to Nia Jax. That's a whole lot of woman. I, I just don't get where it's going, because obviously they're done with Sasha now. And originally, I just thought she's just using Reginald to get to Sasha. And obviously, she's not really into Reginald. She's playing him, but what's the end game? Free champagne? Nope. Yes. I think it's going to be like Marcy Playground, gentlemen. They smell sex and candy here. That one-hit wonder type of vibe, man. Mm. Don't say one-hit wonder, you'll upset Soldier Boy. Ooh, I don't want to do that. Uh, finally, the the most baffling segment of the week, which I think has got more attention than anything else. Um, Matt Riddle's segment with Oscar. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, was it a goof? Did he forget his line? Did he not want to say the line? Was it planned because his head is a little spacey? I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know, but Matt, Matt Riddle gave <laughs> my MVP on Raw Talk. That was hilarious. If you saw that, he's like, yeah, it happens yes. sometimes. Yes. He got his line. He just scooted away. The, the, the best thing about the segment was Oscar just like, um... Okay. What? What? What the fuck? <laughs> Matt Riddle. I do enjoy him so very, so, so very much. But now we're going to get him and Sheamus for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I've Sheamus watched, will win. I've watched the segment several times trying to figure out whether he did forget his line or if he meant to do it or if it was planned or if he didn't want to say the line. And it's just... I think he didn't want to say the line. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I heard originally. So I went to check it out and I thought, wait, did he just forget his line? But it's just, he gives a very split second look at the camera, almost like David Brent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, I forgot what I was saying and just scooters off. By the way, speaking of the scooter, this Matt Riddle Sheamus bout we're talking about, US title too, right? The feud literally just starts because a man hit him with his own damn scooter. It's... Because he hit it's, him with the it's scooter. It's Jericho and Kane with the coffee. Yep. Or it's Undertaker. Ooh, sorry, man. Hope that coffee didn't burn you. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. When Undertaker and Jeff Hardy had that great ladder match for the Undisputed title back in 2002, right? A lot of people don't even remember. Like, do you remember how that got started? Uh... Oh, no. Okay, so The Undertaker had a match with Tommy Dreamer, and Tommy Dreamer was doing the jackass stunts, and he made, Undertaker made Tommy Dreamer drink his tobacco spit, and then Tommy Dreamer puked, and then, then Jeff Hardy jump kicked The Undertaker into Tommy Dreamer's vomit, and that led us to one of the greatest wrestling ladder matches ever. How in the hell did I forget all that? Because <laughs> I remember Undertaker and Kurt Angle feuding because Kurt accidentally threw milk all over his Harley. Yep. Uh, and, the, and then and then he came out with a pink fin the week after. Yep, and then the scooter, and then he's like, I the brought scooter. you your own personalized scooter. Undertaker, <laughs> as they say on the streets, my bad. <laughs> Heel Kurt in early WWE was great. And you get to watch... Oh, yes, he was. When you get to 2000, you get to watch the build to fully loaded 2000 with Taker and Angle. It is great. Yes. Let's not forget Survivor Series, though, where Taker had the snakeskin pants, yeah, uh, and then Kurt's non-identical brother just came out of the under the ring. I was just gonna say, you mean <laughs> that fucking dude looks so different? How funny is that that they did that in two thousand and three years later they do the same effing thing with Brock Lesnar before WrestleMania nineteen? Yeah, he even shaved his head. Yep, he did. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, so I, I guess Raw was just a case of what the fuck. Well, we did get Alexis Playground and that the Legend Killer will die at WrestleMania. She flat out said he's going to die. Yeah, pretty much with the, the Hellraiser box. Yes. And what'd you think about the Fiend sitting next to her on the swing? <laughs> Honestly, I mm. thought it was a puppet. <laughs> Me too! Because <laughs> he just didn't move. Probably because he can't move in that goddamn shitty-ass suit of his. Yeah, it, it looks like freaking clay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Plaster of Paris. So, look, I got to say something about this fucking piece of shit show. First off, because Matt Riddle has just been absolutely ruined. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, yes, they, I understand he forgot his line. That's, that's terrible. Um, I, There's no fucking backing out of that. You look like a moron. But as a man who partakes in some of those actions of, uh, of the, that that Rob Van Dam and Matt Hardy, or sorry, uh, Matt Riddle partake in, uh, I have never once hallucinated birds coming out of my feet. Oh. And, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking stupid. You know why they're doing it, Mo, right? Because he keeps I don't fucking know. Disney in his flip-flops. Okay, or because <laughs> if you don't know... The flocks, because he's, because, because, 
because <laughs> he's flipping off the flops, and then you got instead of flop, you got oh. flox. So flop and flox sound similar. Ha 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 ha. You mean not laughing? <laughs> I know, right? It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's like them doing the choo choo for Braun Strowman. Oh man, I hate oh, that that's... so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate the whole it's friggin' like I... rivalry so much. It's like I get it, dude. You're trying to appeal to kids, but. This is not how you appeal to kids. The report card, guys. The report card. Okay, first off, I don't give a fuck about your goddamn grades in the elementary school days. When you're a fucking 30-something, 40-something-year-old grown man. Mm. What in the hell? I mean, it was funny when Mick Foley brought out, like, The Rock's teacher from, like, fourth grade (laughs) or whatever. Like, that was fucking hilarious. But I don't give a rat's ass about fucking grades. Stupid, it is it's stupid. It's very stupid. Now it's a now it's a cage match, and what the big thing is that this. Oh is yeah, because first... I didn't call that. Well, well, <laughs> they also it's the first cage match since WrestleMania too with Hogan and Monday at a WrestleMania. Oh yeah, they've had a couple of cell matches though. Mm-hmm. Which is mm. which is what I thought they were going to go with, but thankfully no. not. We don't need another Shane McMahon now in a cell match at WrestleMania, so he can jump off no, the fucking should... roof. You know he's... the old school blue cage, and I'm about it. Oh yeah. Well, you know... You know he's going to jump off the cage, though. Yeah, but it's not that high. Once you've seen him jump off the cell and off the Titantron, jumping off the cage is nothing. I yep. was going to say, I was like, the Titantron was the one that still gets me. Oh. There is, well, there is <clears throat> one time he jumped off the cage onto the Mean Street Posse on Raw. That was pretty dope. The, the Mean Street Posse were literally crash mats their entire run. Yes, they were. <laughs> I mean, for Briscoe and Patterson, this <clears throat> Raw where they lost to Briscoe and Patterson. <laughs> yeah. If Peacock removed the Mean Street Posse, I wouldn't be mad. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, Joey Abs and what Pete, Gass, Pete Gass and Rodney. Yeah, they're Terrible. hilarious though. <laughs> Shane's Wall Street Boys. <laughs> and Pete Gasparino still does some uh, independent signings and stuff, so he's still around the bend there with Pete Gasparino. Pete Gas. It was. Um... <clears throat> You know what? I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> you know you like you like the you like the, uh, like the husband in the wedding singer. Whoa! I don't even know what I just said. That's what you just had right there, Dazzy Dangerously. Yeah, which which was the one that um, was an old flame of Stephanie. Oh, that Test. was. No, no. Oh, yeah. While she was with Test, one of the Main Street Posse um, oh, was an old right. flame. I think, was, I think that was Rodney. Oh no, yeah. no, no! I think no. it was Joey. No, that it was Joey. Joey. Yes, was Joey Abs? Joey Abs. Yeah, and he tried to get back with her while she was with Test. And then, yes. of course, Triple H drugged her and married her. And the rest is a happy ever after. <laughs> hey, I wonder if they're going to edit that out. <laughs> oh, yeah. They nah. totally... How funny is that, that they fucked Test at the end of 99 with that whole crap, and then he starts in early 2000 teaming with Albert, and then we have TNA, and that brought us the WrestleMania 16 match of TNA against Head Cheese. It brought us something better than that. It brought us Trish. I was and... just going to say, come on now. <laughs> I know. But still, it also gave us Al Snow and Steve Blackman, one of the most awkward tag teams ever. And now we have a call from the captain. Ooh, <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of Trish, I I don't disagree with her being top of that list. But the top fifty women's stars of all time, whatever WWE put out, the whole friggin' list was bullshit. <laughs> what fucking list is this? The top fifty women on the. Uh... WWE. First, first of all, you got Tony Storm at number 50. Tony Storm! Tony! Obviously, they put Charlotte second to Trish. Oh, fuck. Becky right third, and then you got, like, 
don't know. Okay. The, the oh yeah, because Peggy hasn't been on television in six months. <laughs> Can I just say it? Can I just say it? Bullshit. Go ahead. All right. So I mean, when you start from friggin' fifty, well, you have China on there, rightfully so. Yeah. Tony she deserves Storm, to be in top ten. Tony Storm. Uh, top five. Come on now. <laughs> Tony I'm not sure Storm. If she was top five. That's why I said. Tony Storm, Caitlin, Kaylee Ray, Sonia Deville, Kelly Kelly, Candice LeRae, Nikki Cross, Layla, Ember Moon, Eve Torres, Lacey Evans, Jazz, Maurice, Nia Jax, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Gail Kim, Jacqueline, Naomi, uh, excuse me, uh, Kyrie Sane, Naomi, Paul Nakano, Ivory, Molina, the Bella Twins, Io Shirai, Luna Vachon, Stephanie McMahon, Michelle McCool, Rhea Ripley, Natalia, AJ Lee, Shayna. Paige, Sable, Molly Holly, Victoria, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, Bailey, Ronda Rousey, Lita, Alondra Blaze, Sasha Banks, Oscar China, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Trish. I'm Fucking just, it. I'm just Carmella, Melina, and what Stephanie McMahon were higher than Tony fucking Storm. I know. I know. Oh my god. This whole list is the shits. Dude, was Stephanie McMahon higher than Bull Nakano? Paul Nakano yes. was at friggin' 29, and Stephanie was at 23. Fuck right <laughs> off. It's like, did we get it, WWE? You live in a fantasy world. We don't live in your fucking fantasy world. God damn, that's stupid. Man, I think that's like the worst list WWE have ever put out of anything. Oh, absolutely, man. Just looking at this list, it's fucking horseshit to the third degree. Holy hell. Worst fucking period ever fucking period, to quote yes. Jeff Daniels. Yep. <laughs> Newsroom's great, by the way. Okay, and the fact that when you have Trish is in one and lead at eight, and then Alondra Blaze is at seven, and then, well, China's at four, okay, that makes sense. But when you get to, like, fucking, <laughs> like, you have Luna, Vash- Luna Vachon before uh, 24 and Stephanie's 23. That friggin' grinds my gears because Luna Vachon was fucking amazing. And you put Ivory at 28 and Molina at 27. And then the Bella Twins oh, after wow. Molina. Oh, my God. Unbelievably stupid list. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think Stephanie made it herself. <laughs> well, I can't be I obvious and go top. So I'll go, like, middle. And how does Mickey <laughs> James come in at number 12? I don't get that either. And same like Victoria. I mean, at, least, like... at least she's not below fucking Molina. Yeah, that's true. And Stephanie. Awful. Awful indeed. Well, now, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every week. And make sure you visit our relaunch website, maxdressing.net, for all your max dressing history, stats, and facts. Oh my goodness gracious, when it comes to the stats and facts, we got a lot of them from the Promo Championship, the Knowledge Championship, the Predictions Championship. Your boy is going for an eighth title reign with the Predictions Championship. For fuck's sake, Chad, I will be glad when you fucking lose. Fuck yourself. It's going to be a good And as we announced last week, we're now also on TuneIn Radio. Download the app right now on iPhone and Android. Tune in and take it to the max on the go. How um, that for Yes, and speaking of, speaking of Chad, you can find me very soon on a couple of his shows. Uh, there should be one that we're doing today, actually. So uh, we, quote, rip off the chase with Trivia Takeover. Chad decided to rip off who wants to be a millionaire. So he was going nice. through the lifelines, Mike. 
He was going through ah. the lifelines, and I said, "Is one of them uh, Fona Larkin?" <laughs> I, love, I love you. All right, <laughs> man. We got phone a friend. We got fifty-fifty. We got ask the audience. I'm going to tell you something right now. When I was in fourth grade, Mr. Endon's class, Ruth C. Kenny Elementary School, the year was 2001. God dang, man! When you look at what that man had for CDs wise, he had a little bit of Jane's Addiction, David Navarro in there. It was a plethora, man. Dare I say, an accoutrement. He had his music taste. We had who wants to be a millionaire up in there for the PS1, which I still have to this day. Oh my goodness gracious, the life and times of who wants to be a millionaire. Chad doing it up. You you just use one of my favorite words in the English language. What plethora? A plethora. Mm-hmm. I yes. love that word. And the increments and the plethora and the increments <laughs> and the chutzpah <laughs> and the chutzpah. Uh, well, it's been confirmed that as NXT are moving to Tuesdays after WrestleMania, Impact uh-huh. are moving to Thursdays, which is shit for us because it means it's pointless us covering the show just hours before the next episode. So. Uh, when they move, we will only be covering Impact when we have to predict their pay-per-views. I apologize for interrupting, but then Moses Marquez over Dick Well, it doesn't affect me, man. Over there with it doesn't affect me, Mr. Moses Marquez. You go, it's going to be like that and this Impact? Yeah, I don't give a shit about Impact. <laughs> well, it bothers it, it, it it Travis. It does. And it bothers you, Mike. You like Impact, too. I do, I do, man. And here's the thing, too. We're oh, we're gonna get into it now. Just hit the music. All right. So, uh, for one last time, until they move nights again in a couple of years, inevitably, <laughs> brace for impact. Impact in three, two, one. We kicked off with fire and flavor, getting yet another victory over Havoc and Nevaeh. Um, fortunately, I don't think we'll be seeing this repetitive tag match again because Nevea finally turned on Havoc after the match. Um, mm. finally. Yeah. That's all I can say about that, that they're splitting those girls up. Now, I look forward to the feuds and the hardcore matches and the brutality and the overall violence I'm going to get for these two. But I got to say right now, if anybody has not seen Nevea do her thing, the wife of Mr. Jake Chris, she's doing her thing single-wise, man. If you've not seen her New England Championship Wrestling, if you've not seen her all over the independent scene, she's got that vibe, and she's going to do the damn thing. Then you got Jessica Havoc on a Ravage, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's, it's been on the cards for weeks. Um, but like I said, I, I was just getting tired of seeing these two teams face each other again and again and again. And Fire and, and Flavor won every time. Well, they need another team to go against Fire and Fire and Flavor, man. Oh yeah, they do. Especially if they've now reintroduced the Knockouts Tag Team titles, and they don't really have many Knockouts Tag Teams. Well, I mean, when you have Taylor Wilde coming back, because you know what that is—that coming soon with like the, you know, they have to fill in the blank with the letters. You know, it's going to be Let's Go Wild, because a lot of people are saying that's what Taylor Wilde uses on her show, which is also on Anchor.fm. So Taylor Wilde's not being a blanker. You can listen I, to her on. Anchor. I was always a fan of Taylor Wilde. She was kind of TNA's excuse. For Tori Wilson, just with a bit more wrestling ability. Oh, agreed. And I love that she used to use the German suplex with a bridge, a la Miss Alondra Blaze, a.k.a. Medusa, as her finisher. But yeah, man, when she was with Sarita, uh, great. I love the tag team. And also the fact that we can also have someone fresh for Deanna Perazzo to go against. Yeah, when she inevitably retires Jazz at Hardcore yes. Justice next week. We know it's coming. Well, yeah, I mean, no disrespect, but I don't think Jazz is going to win the knockout's title, so, uh... Well, Hold this... on a minute there, bro. Hold on a minute there, Jazzy Dangerously. You don't even know what you just did with your little quip-ass self, man, with your little quips there. You just said, you know, no disrespect. No disrespect, you don't mean no harm. You want Jazz to rock her body? What are you doing, Jazzy Dangerously? 
Well, I'm, I'm saying I don't expect it to win, but I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. I just mean, obviously, Deanna Carrazzo is going to get the, the, the rub. All right. Um, I mean, I'm actually disappointed that Jazz is going to retire because I've said before that I was never a massive fan of Jazz, but I've really become a fan of her in this impact run. Oh, for real. For real, for real, man. Um, well, back, it all came about when she just mollywhopped Susan backstage and then later on bumped into Tommy Dreamer, who convinced her to put her career... Well, he didn't really convince her to put her career online. He said, you know those old matches in ECW we had where the loser would give something up? Well, yeah, I can put my career on the line. <laughs> was that your New Orleans accent? No, that was my jazz accent. <laughs> well, she's from New Orleans. That was a little southern accent there. I put my career on the line. But I'm going to get my lawyer first. Got my goddamn lawyer. <laughs> Sorry, you. Travis. Because I thought we were over this. We ain't never over it. It's never going to be over. Travis, you've been on the show long enough to know that once you have a catchphrase, it never, ever dies on this show. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's just, oh. Okay. Well, okay. Well, with Deanna Peraza, I love the fact that, speaking of that, Tommy Dreamer wants Susan to come back to me and Sue. Yeah. And you saw, like, hints of it. But I am kind of enjoying the whole Karen gimmick that Susan's got going. Oh, agreed. By the way, how fucking ditzy is Alicia Edwards? Oh, as always. Jeez. So, Tommy, can you tell me what does that mean? What are we doing here, Tommy? It's, it's a hardcore rules match. Okay, so what are the rules? Ugh. I hate her. I hate this woman. I mean, I get it's supposed to be ironic, but man, her acting sucks. I hate her, man. I hate her, Tommy, hate her, hate her. Tommy was just like, Scott, Eddie, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand her. That's the thing, too, man. Like, she's not a bad wrestler, but she sucks as an actress. Ever since the whole thing with Eddie, Eddie, that was during the Tommy thing. Tommy, like the whole her facials, everything with the killer cross feud when she's just, Eddie, oh, my God. And just, like, I hate her. I hate her with a passion. Every time she opens up that voice, that Bostonian voice, shut the fuck up, Alicia. And and this is one of the reasons I just don't watch the Swingers Palace segments because it just highlights her worst talent, which is acting. And we get Rosemary, though, saying match time. That was sweet. Yeah, Rosemary was very excited to be getting a hardcore rules match. Uh, I mean, who we got in there? We got Rosemary, we got Alicia, we got Havoc, and uh, who else? Yeah. Susan. Yep. And how many is that? That's five. I reckon. Okay, who are we missing? I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just... <laughs> I don't remember anybody else being in there. I'm offending somebody think... now. Who are we missing? Oh, my God. It's. I'm going to look it up. By the way, on another thing, I'm going to say this, and it hurts me to say this because I love them to death. Brian Myers and Matthew Cardona. Matthew Cardona... God damn it. Come... I hate him. Jordan Grace. Oh, Jordan Grace. Thank you. I thought you were talking about Cardone and, and Myers. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of wish they'd pull the trigger on this feud now because it's just... Uh, You're in my company. Get out of my company. You know, you know it's like it's like the scene in Ghost with the, with the train ghost. Get off my train. And then, and then he's just staring at him like, no, show me how to do it. Get off my train. <laughs> yeah. They pushed me. Who pushed the you? legendary Vincent Schiavelli. Oh, my God. They pushed me. Who pushed you? What? Who are you? Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, 
what I like about it too, the only thing that made me laugh was Cardone on Twitter telling Brian Myers to do his own Randy Savage and be a man, Brian, be a man. You know, from 2003, that rap CD, be a man, Hulk, be a man. That I thought was funny. But at the end of the day, it's just like, can we just have this match already? Yeah. Uh, we did get one nice surprise. Um, as James Storm was reminiscing ahead of his 1,000th match, he was surprised by the reuniting with Chris Harris. I loved it. And also the rest in peace to Bob Ryder was there since the beginning. One of the biggest supporters of James Storm and America's Most Wanted. Man, you got Wildcat Chris Harris up in there, which the last time when he was in Impact, I'm going to say this right now, when him and Matt Hardy took on beer money, that dude was out of shape. We got the knock-knock. We got the knock-knock who's there, Braden Walker chant throughout the impact zone. You know what I'm saying? But ever since then, Chris Harris has been doing the damn thing. I got to say, he still looks a little meh, mm. but I got to say the reunion was great. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he he's not jacked or anything, but he's in a much better shape now than he was as Braden Walker or when he made that one-time return to impact. You know what it is? That was crickets, too, because this was when Jeff was – Um, this was after the Victory Road thing. So Matt, they, I think they were originally going to do Matt and Jeff against Beer Money, but Jeff was Jeff, and uh, Matt was like, "We got it. We got a partner." And now it comes Chris Harris. Crickets. He got crickets at the Impact Zone because everybody, you know, distinctly remembers him three years prior as Braden Walker, almost killing Armando Alejandro Estrada with a crossbody off the top rope, taking on James Curtis, who was formerly KC James with Idol Stevens as the teacher's pets with Michelle McCool, no mercy 06 against London and Kendrick. So it's just like this dude had two matches. He had that backstage same with Matt Hardy on ECW on Sci-Fi. He goes, hey, man. You're, I hear you're a wildcat, Matt Hardy telling Chris Harris, Braden Walker there. So it's just like, man, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, he got crickets despite being one of that company's, one half of that company's biggest tag teams. Yep. Triple X, brother. Triple X and AMW. Didn't he have like a thyroid problem, though? Or doesn't he? I think that, he might. That was why he was so bloated. Oh, and that was one of the most depressing episodes as well. So they did a um, – Robbie E. had a podcast, Robert Stone, called Why It Ended. He had Chris on, Chris Harris on there, and I'm going to say this right now, probably one of the most depressing podcasts I've ever heard in my life. He was talking about I shouldn't have went to WWE. I should have stayed with TNA. It was just – I'm going to say that was the most depressing hour and a half I've ever heard in my life. I felt bad for Chris Harris. I wanted to give that man a hug. Yeah. I did, too, when he came back to Impact. I'm like, oh, man, he still doesn't look great. I want to give the guy a hug. I know, man. And, I mean, the fact of the matter is... <laughs> I'm sorry. But the fact of the matter, too, is, like, when I first saw him, the WWE run, right? So there was a photo that came out on the dirt sheets. I believe it was 411 Mania at the time. So there was a photo of Chris Harris looking like he ate every goddamn thing in catering. And I'm like what the hell happened to Chris Harris? Because he had that match with Judas Macias on Impact, and that was his exit, right? Then he has a dark match with Shelton Benjamin. Then the Braden Walker thing lasts for three weeks, and then it was just it. Poof. Gone. Yeah. Uh, Well, and he played a part in the result for James Storm, uh, preventing EY from using the mask. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, boom, super kick for the win. Well, Um, that stinks. Because Eric Young is out for six to nine months. Yeah. Somebody else got injured this week as well. Did they? I just heard about it. Anyway. Uh, Also, we had Sammy Callahan defeating Larry D before AC quickly attacked. Um, But Trey Miguel did not return the favor from last week. And then then they got into a a shouting match backstage. Can I just say something? 
I am really disinterested, again, with Sammy Callahan and Mini Cody. Yeah, I mean, Trey only has two volumes when he's cutting a pro well, yelling a promo, uh, one and ten. Okay, well, when I listen to Trey cut a promo, I'm going to say it right now, and no disrespect, I don't mean no harm, but he sounds like a whiny little biatch. Mm. And I, I, I'm, re- I'm really not, I still don't get this friggin' rivalry because... Sammy, Sammy feuding with Trey because he doesn't think Trey has enough passion for the business. Trey showed more passion since he came back as a single star than he ever did. Don't don't ask me, man. I can't make sense of this shit. You know what I'm saying? I try to analyze, dissect, and decipher. That's my shiznit. That's my forte. Yeah. But fuck it. And I can't. But Sammy was happy that Trey didn't help him because it was some kind of test. Test? Test? This, this is, is a test. test. And finally, the only other thing we didn't mention, uh, apart from... Random tag match, Ace and Fulton defeating Josh Alexander and TJP, um, was another trios rivalry for Omega and the Good Brothers, this time with Eddie Edwards, Rich Swan, and Willie Mack. I'm for that. I mean, Omega's from Japan. Well, he's not from Japan, but he's from New Japan, and they love their trios matches, so it makes sense that in Impact he's just doing nothing but teaming with the Good Brothers. And, of course, the AAA influence with the trios. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, of course, we're building to Rebellion. Yeah. Well, that is the final Impact discussion until we get to a pay-per-view where we'll have predictions. But other than that, we're not going to be able to discuss what happened on Impact every week because it'll be too short notice before the next episode. So, How interesting is that schedule now, though? So we go from Monday yeah. with Raw. We got Tuesday NXT, Wednesday we got AEW, Thursday we got Impact and NXT UK, and Friday we got SmackDown. You know what it means for this, though? What? Uh, For the show. We get all of WWE out the way first, and then it's AEW. Yes. And then occasionally Impact pay-per-views. Well, they're also not on the same night, so we don't have to watch them double the pleasure. Oh, that's so good for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, so good for me because I don't have to watch two monitors at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just get up really early and watch both shows separately, but who, who, who the hell wants to do that? Nope. Ain't, ain't nobody I, got I, time for that. I don't ain't even got time for that. You guys know I don't sleep, and I don't even want to do that. No. Mm. <laughs> now, um, I'm going to talk about Promo Mania in just a second, but first of all, um, you had three promos from me last week. I'm only going to give you mm-hmm. one this week, and it's not really a promo. It's more an invitation from the captain to a very special individual in the promo order who uh, wasn't addressed last week. And there's a very good reason for that, which you're about to find out why. So here it is. This is your world champion speaking. Last week, in a special video to celebrate our sixth anniversary on Max Wrestling, I thanked a lot of people. But there was one person missing. And the reason for that is because this person 
resurfaced last week for the first time in months. Last week we saw the return of the demoness. Now, she's due to make her full return of Promomania, but last week was the first time in a long time that we got to see her. And I was waiting for her to return before I addressed her and thanked her for being the demoness because she has the utmost unanimous respect and appreciation from everybody in the promo order, myself included. And the reason that I wanted to single a demoness out, first of all, is because we haven't seen her for so long. And second of all, because as your captain and your world champion, and hell, maybe your promo champion this time in two weeks, I would like to officially extend an invitation to the Demoness to enter this year's King of the Mike. There's plenty of souls in that tournament for you to feast on. And you may just become the first ever Queen of the Mike. What do you say? So the ball, as they say, is in your court, Demoness. Um, you do have an opportunity to become Queen of the Mic. Whether you do or not it remains to be seen. But one thing <laughs> is certain. Easy there, Mo. I laugh in the face of a challenge. She is, without question, though, the Queen of Max Wrestling. Facts. Mo Moni can remain Queen of RWT, but we got the Queen of Max Wrestling. Amen. By the way, speaking of her, I have one thing to say to the Demoness very quickly, if that's all right. If you're brave enough. I know, mm -hmm. man. No, hey, for someone who has a victory over the demoness, I will be brave as a motherfucker. So I will say this: I didn't get a chance to tell her this, but I wanted to say it on air. Happy birthday to the demoness's mother! I hope she had a great birthday. And tell Mama Demoness that the Vanga bus is coming. Boom. Yes, Mama Demoness, creator of the demoness. Mm -hmm. uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. We are one week away from Promomania Six, headlined by the first ever cinematic showdown between the Phoenix and the Shape for the Promo and World Championships. It'll be a unique experience that I can't wait for you guys to witness. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because before we get to Promo Mania, the pre-launch show is on Tuesday, April 6th. Think of it as Promo Mania Night 1. It features the 2021 Iron Bank Challenge with the added twist that the winner will have one year to cash in on the Knowledge or Promo Champion. And the four contenders are Moneymaker Chris Durham, Everybody's favorite musical foodie, Cypher. The Triple Crown Champion, Moses Marquez. And Mr. Double Duty, Travis Walker-Anderson, who is also in promo action on the pre-launch as he goes one-on-one -on -one with the essential Robert Davis for the first time ever. So on to the main show. We mentioned the Phoenix versus the Shape, but the Phoenix has another championship to defend as Daniel Crimmins challenges for the Knowledge Championship for the first time ever. And the winner will later defend against the 2020 Iron Bank winner, Mike Larkin. Three times I'm coming for the three times with the Knowledge Championship. And I'm coming for the Predictions Championship, Chad James, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now it's Chad Malcolm, I haven't his name. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chad Malcolm, is it? As in Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. Uh, whatever, man. Well, whatever. There it is. 
Uh, in another first ever battle, Moni Lin returns after 18 months to face Moses in a promo exhibition and both will be rewarded with championship matches at Trivia Takeover, providing they both perform. No pressure. All the pressure. And finally, it's the Dance of Death. As the Kingpin finally gets his chance to face the Demoness in the second most anticipated match of the night. Yes, Travis, I said mm-hmm. second. <laughs> um, and also don't forget the predictions with TakeOver on the pre-launch show and predictions for WrestleMania on the main show. It all goes down April 6th and 8th. So we do we have everybody's attention now? Yeah, we do. And I like, I, I'll be honest with you, another one I mentioned, and you mentioned Travis, I'm really looking forward to see what him and Robert Davis do because this was supposed to happen last year, but at the best time is the present. And now we got Travis and Robert doing it up. Yes, we do. Cannot wait to uh, see them go head to head. They're both very creative, both character driven. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> should be good. And also, uh, congratulations to the Phoenix, who a couple of days ago surpassed Kinney uh, in second place for the second most combined days as Knowledge Champion. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very nice. However, mm-hmm. um, it was a serious question. Do we have everybody's attention? Because now it's time to finally reveal the kingpin, Emir Blackbane Costello's original theme song for Promomania. There was an original version about six weeks ago, but of course one of the verses had to be rewritten because a couple of matches got changed. So, I mean, credit to Amir, he stuck with it and uh, produced a new version. So, Uh here it is in all its glory. Something to see the king know battle and moan, bow down to the queen, and Travis the walk of his back. The proud as it seems, it's the essential Robert Davis getting loud on the scene. Yeah, the Michael Larkin, he's got something to prove. And Crimmins wants that knowledge title, says he ain't gonna lose. But the champion's a phoenix, so you know he's the truth. A dictionary with the details that nobody else knew. Yeah, press new competitors, I hear with their talent, down to compete. On tonight's show, like they Jimmy Fallon, to be the next knowledge champion. They see who can balance their nerves in the clock, competing in the Iron Bank Challenge. Yep, first we got Cypher Dream. Trying to capture the win And Travis focus on the victories He's walking in The King O gets another ring It's not gonna end The Chris Durham is the feature That's a spoiler, my friend Friend, friend Can anybody hear me now? You're never gonna break my sound You're never gonna kill me You have to hear me now Can anybody hear me now? You're never gonna break my sound Quiet voice unnoticed and tame But evil took the good in her heart Inside something changed and something that reigns Now everyone is knowing her name <laughs> She's so snatching while she's walking through flames 
And you can tell just from the look in her eyes If she gets you in the madhouse where everyone dies You cannot survive, there's no chance to get out of alive Someone needs to run a kingpin, he better think twice Then there's the main event, the phoenix and captain will be wreaking havoc The atmosphere is so cinematic, I'm talking title versus title A fantasy matchup, the cold powder's doing battle, but the chemistry's magic attention now in the most unique match in max wrestling history at promo mania the shape is literally coming to face you in a cinematic showdown one-on-one -on -one with my own flesh and blood i have watched him scratch and claw more than anyone to achieve his goals i have something to fight for this is title for title. This is blood versus blood. The cinematic showdown will change the game. We have the chance to make history. But at what cost? Max Bassin Podcast presents Como Media 6, April 18th on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast platforms. And now, tune in with you. Go to matchdressing.net slash promomania6 for more information. And now it's time for our favorite new segments. And there's two this week. It is Shit Marks Say. It's still real to me, damn it! So much. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, number one. <clears throat> uh, well, this is actually a two-part comment, so comment number one. Uh, was on a post about The Fiend and Alexa and Randy Orton. And the first comment is, you have to destroy Randy. The reply is, he will never destroy Randy Orton. RKO will destroy him. I beg oh your pardon? It's, what? <laughs> what? Let me, give it a, let me give it an episode 316 response. What? 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 Hmm. Are you I mean, stupid? I'm, what? I'm not understanding, damn. so what? obviously, Ignorant. What? obviously, it's still real to him, damn it. But 
If it is, why would you think the fiend, a supernatural undead creature, cannot defeat Randy Orton? And Randy Orton can destroy him with one RKO. I just... Because of three simple letters. R-K-O. Coming to you this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, what was the other one? The other one... Um, wrestlers that spoil your WWE mood once you see them. Me, Corbin, Miz, Naya. Yep. I mean, I agree, but I didn't know. I don't know about you, but WWE is definitely a mood, and it spoils my wrestling mood. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yep. In no way is WWE wrestling, so I don't understand your wrestling mood on that one. But, okay. I mean, yeah, they, they cringe the shit out of me. I'll give you that. Okay, then, uh, WWE spoils my sports entertainment mood. <laughs> I don't like sports entertainment. Sucks. Uh, hopefully we will have some more uh, shit that Mark say next week. It was kind of a quiet week this week, to be honest, and those were the best ones I could find. But now... I'm going to have to start digging. As NXT moves to Tuesdays after TakeOver next week for the last time, ladies and gentlemen... It's the Wednesday Night War Zone. Well, AEW kicked off with Christian Cage's debut uh, against Excellent Frankie Kazarian. Match. Yes. Um, I saw a post, I think it was Dirt Sheet Radio, asking where all Christian's haters are now after that banger of a match. All I said the entire match, now I'm not a... Whoa, there it goes. I'm not a Christian hater. Um, but... Them old man fucking went, man. Mm-hmm. Them two old bastards sweated out. Yeah. He... And they fuck. I mean, I know Christian can go. And it's just like, it's just none of his moves are like flashy. Yeah. He's, he's but he can go. Very simple worker. Yeah. Worked excellent. This was like, like I said, this was, I was, I don't want to say, um, like, I guess like shut up or like, uh, like, I'm trying to think of a word here. Uh, I wasn't shocked at what I saw. I was expecting to see something like this. I just honestly didn't think him and Frankie had this good of chemistry. Because this was like, I'm already rating this on like the top 10 opening matches of Dynamite history. Oh, yeah. I I will comment back to you, Moses Marquez. I will send you their match from Genesis. That ladder match was a banger. So you got to watch that. Yeah, please. I've been wanting to see some of their TNA stuff. Okay, I'll send you that. But yeah, I got to say this. I was never... When it comes to Christian Christian Cage, I you know what it is too. Like I'm not surprised, guys, because of what we saw in the Rumble. He looked great for the spots, and then just him going in there. Yeah, you know but I mean, to, not to cut you off, but to be a realist, it's like it's the Rumble. You know what I mean? You're True. in there. You're meant to do your spots. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, that's just 2007. They had their feud in TNA. Yep. Well, oh god, that was right after he had that god awful feud with Black Rain. God awful. <laughs> Black Rain. Misty. And Relic. Misty. Yes, and Relic. <laughs> oh my god. Friggin' the shop of horrors. Relic. 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 It's a monster. 
Relic is killer spell backwards. And the fact that what he's the like, fuck? they had Relic was Johnny Stamboli and in a TNA after he you know tore his urethra, which you'll see oh. when you get up there. Oh. Okay, so you keep saying that. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> right now, Retro is like super in limbo. I just I don't want it. My my problem with it is like if it's gonna be edited this heavily, it takes away from the nostalgia value of what Retro Rewind was gonna be. Yeah. So. I do have a backup plan of another review to do that's a kind of retro-ish, whatever. It's a little more modern, but I'll tell it at the end. Maybe okay. we have to pop for it. So, <laughs> the Black Rain thing that I was laughing about, which Relic got introduced. Do you remember, like, you're doing the Misty thing? So, when he cut that promo, <laughs> me and Misty, we invite you to the Shop of Haws. And it sounded like that, remember that? Yeah. The Shop of Haws. Yep. Yes, so I do. fucking dumb. Fucking the shop of horrors. And freaking Goldust is crying to think, who was it at the time? Was it a, it was like Letitia or whatever the girl's name was. The blonde that was there. Might have been Crystal Mart or somebody. So what happened was he's like, it's so bad. It's so bad in my head. And he's just like crying. And then Abyss comes out of there and beats him up. Beats up Dustin Rhodes, not Black Rain. He's just getting all in my head and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Remember he was speaking with Chris Harris and he's cutting that promo, you know, where he's like, in here, you took my spot. That was mine. Chris Harris and I'm just like, hey, <laughs> that was mine. That's what he said. You took a spot that was mine. That's why I hit you in the back of the head. You have, I gotta send that to you too, was it's hilarious. <laughs> so stupid, but hilarious. It's fuck, but it's funny. That's why I hit you in the back of the head. That's why I. Do you remember Goldust, Mike? How could anybody forget Goldust? I was that man. I was that character, and I'm just like, oh okay. my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm still cringing at that injury. Oh, God. Uh, I'm take a smile off my face. Holy. Yeah, I mean, like a torn urethra wasn't bad enough. He also had a, uh, uh, a strained pelvis and a busted bladder. God. Oh, that poor fucker. <sighs> I just, I remember watching that and they were like, he tore what? Like I'm not, I'm not even sure how he did it. He, it was a leg drop onto right? a steel chair, wasn't it, Mike? Oh, Mike's Mike gone AWOL. Yeah, I, I think it was a springboard leg drop onto a steel chair that was on Terry Funk's head. That is correct. I'm actually trying to find the spot right now. Here we go. Ugh. Terrible. Nasty, nasty injuries. Just fucking. Ugh. I can hear my groin tearing. <laughs> and I thought X Pac tearing his anus was bad. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, any no anything you refill, hell now. No, I'm done. No, thank you. Yep, you fucking <laughs> tap me out, bud. Um, we then got a, another faction in AEW, which people have highlighted how many factions there are in AEW now because there's so many, which I don't really see a problem with. But anyway, Cody versus QT in the unsanctioned exhibition turned pretty ugly as QT and his students... Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Solo, Nick Camarato. I kept yelling, who the fuck are these geeks? I recognized Nick Camarato because he's had a match with Cody uh, Cody a few months ago. But the other two I had to Google, Mm -hmm. I gotta be honest. Um, (laughs) They they attacked Dustin, he got bloodied up, and then a pile driver on the steps. And it was Red Velvet who, again, substituted for Brandy, who saved the day. Okay, she comes running in, right? And, like, I don't understand how you're still not just, like, fucking swinging the chair. 
Like, she comes in at a weird angle. Nobody fucking notices her. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, here, here's, here's this chick. We better not swing this thing. And I'm like, this is dumb. Kill this fucker. Yeah, this is... The, like, be the ultimate heel. Kill the fucker. This is supposed to be QT's, like, branch out as a big heel leader of a new group. But he stands mm-hmm. down from one woman. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. Just like like I keep saying, just kill that fucker. Yeah, and there's like three of them. Just well, four of them actually. Just throw her out of the way if you don't want to. I mean, all she has to do is come in and then like right as she's round in the corner, wham! Up, oh, sorry, too late. And then they just walk off like some assholes. Hmm. Jesus, I should be right in the show. Uh, well, she saved Cody from getting a concerto, only to get kicked in the gut by uh, Jade Car Crash backstage. <laughs> Jade Car Crash. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, and Mike's silent, so he can't react to that. It's <coughs> good. It's hilarious, though. Well, yeah. Oh, I heard there it, man. I heard it, man. Because when it comes to that woman, <laughs> you beat my ears perked, baby. So when it Jade. comes to that woman, you said Jade. Not that kind of Jade. I love me some Mia Yim and yes. TNA. That Jade was good. And I'm not talking about David Caruso and Jade, to quote Seth Rogen and the 40-year-old virgin. Man, it's one of those things where when you talk about Jade Car Crash, girl can't wrestle worth a damn. She's got the look, she's tall, and she's ready to drop a ball. But when it comes to Jade Cargill, man, I don't give two squirts no. a piss. Piss, piss, squirt, squirt. No thank you, lovey-dovey, kiss, kiss. Uh-uh, not with Jade Car Crash. And they keep... Car Crash. They keep doing these, like, video packages of her like she's the hottest new shit going... And okay, her her talking's improved, but I ain't seeing yeah, much and impressive. She looks good. She looks good, but she's green as goose shit, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, dude. You can look as good as you want, but when you're green as fuck in a company full of workers, you're gonna stand out in a negative way. TNA for a prime example here. Yeah. And Rakatan was a tall woman. Rakatan was a tall woman. It's part of the Kongtourage with Awesome Kong and Sojourner Bolt and Raisha Saeed and all them. But the girl was green as goose shit. When she was Scott Steiner's freak, remember her, Petey Williams, Little Petey Pump, and Scott Steiner? Girl had the look. She was tall as a motherfucker, but she cannot work worth a damn. Mm. Mm, that bad, eh? Also, I mean, far be it for me to criticize somebody's physique. I mean, do what you want, but it's just, just too much muscle going on for me there, too. Ah, a little too I mean, much. I'm not saying that she's like not attractive or whatever, but when all you have to offer is the um, ripped, the bodybuilder look, like I can't do it. Be honest with you, I kind of agree with those sentiments, and I'll be honest with you, I love me some fit woman. I mean, do you know what I do for with the LFC man? I was we just got... gonna say, I was like, you're around the fit ladies, you get it. I, I get well, it, I mean, man. But look I look at, at a six pack on Casey Canzaro. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that because I like. She's, but she's my kind. She, you know yeah, I, mean? I like the little ones. You know what I mean, she's a cutie beauty, is what she is, Moses Marquez. Oh yeah, they they uh-huh. doing some gymnastics in Ricochet's house <laughs> with the finger popping. Finger popping each other's assholes, man. Only one Jump Street, but no. When it comes to, I got a comment on that, man. When it comes to abs, man. When I look at Jade Cargill, and like I said, being around the fit ladies, I got a lot of beautiful women. But here's the difference: LFC, we got a lot of talented girls. This girl, she could have the physique. She could look like something off the cover of Flex magazine. But the drizzling shits. Mm-hmm. Somebody get her in a wrestling ring now. Like get oh. her trained. Something well, tells me she's not training like that. Well, supposedly she's training at the Nightmare Factory, but I don't know what the fuck. Man. Well, I mean, 
Either she's a real bad learner or something because I've been seeing fucking uh, negative one training with Cody and yes. that kid's already looking like he's ready yes. to go. Exactly. And he's only like, what, eight? Yeah. No, he's. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Eight. Oh, love it. And fucking 10 years, this kid's going to be sur- within the next 10 years. This kid's probably going to be one of the better wrestlers to grow up and just start at 18 if he oh. decides to do it. Because look at everybody that he has around him. Mm-hmm. Look at the entire, he has the entire AEW roster around him, the entire Dark Order. And so you have really good workers like Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John, you know, John Silver, all great workers. You know, then you have the hangman, you're working out with Cody. You know, you got to hear from my man Rusty, aka Arn Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just the, the fucking, the amount of people, the amount of knowledge is just staggering. And this kid gets to sit there like a sponge. Yeah, plus plus he's got his daddy's jeans. Yes, he Mm. does. Did you see the negative Mm. feedback, though? Everybody going to him with the Tay Conti stuff? They thought it was a little too much? Oh, I know. I see, right? Oh, my God. So it's what? So it's a little kid coming out with the the hot lady. Who gives a shit? There's people that are complaining that they've used him too much. They do the move together. Fuck them! Y'all don't. That's the that's my that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Motherfuckers yep. were willing to defend half naked Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss because it fits the storyline. But a wholesome <laughs> thing like a young child following a a friend of his out to the ring is oh my god, it's too much. But they'd love it if it was their kid. Absolutely. Exactly. You're hypocrites. All right, well, I don't mean to use this as an example, but this is pop culture related. Mary Kay Letourneau. Now, what she did was wrong, but uh, you know what I'm saying? But if that was, you know what I'm saying? It's every young man's dream to have sex with the teacher. You know what I'm saying? What she did was wrong. I'm not condoning it, but I'm just saying Mary Kay Letourneau. Mary Kay Letourneau. Mm-hmm. How you doing? How you doing? Keep it moving. She needs a lawyer. <laughs> she had the lawyer. <laughs> That's right. I could be the lawyer for you. All right. Uh, after listing everything that pisses him off, John Moxley got a win over Caesar Bononi. Caesar Bononi! Who seems to be the oh, yeah, ultimate enhancement fucking... talent lately. <laughs> no, fucking hold on. This fucking promo that John cut was just the greatest thing I've ever heard, <laughs> ever. Because he's just like, we got these goddamn barbed wire scratches and they still burn and that pisses me off. And I'm just like, everything pisses him off. I love he him. broke Eddie's ankle and that pisses me off. And that pisses me off. <laughs> Peacock censoring WWE and that's pissing me off. Which is great. I was like, what is what doesn't piss this guy off? This is just the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. And because the thing is, is you know what, dude, you would never see a fucking promo like this in WWE today. No. no. Maybe in like '99. This might be like an Austin thing. Yeah, like an Austin ECW type off, promo. Know. Exactly. <laughs> but this is like this is you're just being. You go out there and do you. Yeah. Go do pro wrestling. People wonder why professional wrestling has been around forever. It's because of shit like this, because of action like this, because of shows like this dynamite. That's why this fucking sport's been around forever. The reason why it's losing fans faster than fucking you know what is because of the crap WWE's given us. And they get the highest rates. Keep that in mind, you fucking marks. Hmm? Now backstage, and and they get the highest ratings. Somehow, <laughs> uh, backstage, sure. 
the inner circle made their return to uh, brawl with the pinnacle all yes. over the building and took back the dressing room. <laughs> they took her room. This was I was just like, MJF, he opens the door, sees them all right there. Go. I was like, if you don't just close that door and act like nothing happened, and that's exactly what he does, yeah. I fucking cheat. We got to go. Opens the other door. And over the other door. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> like, but... The thing is, is Hager takes like two days to deliver this punch. He's as bad as fucking UPS. <laughs> he just fucking <laughs> leans back, and you can like see them lock eyes. Like you're gonna punch me in the face, ain't you? Sure am. Bam. And then the brawl fucking starts. It's great. Oh, it was just great. Yeah, I, I actually. I have no idea how the fuck Dax Harwood got busted open hard way, but he did. Oh yeah. Uh, I just love the image of when MJF opened the door and there's Jericho with his group just stood there with the gloves and his fists cracking. And he's just like, nope, not today. Go. <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> uh, and credit to MJF. I mean, he got flushed down the toilet. Well, his head got flushed down the toilet. Dude, it's why didn't anybody hit the plunger? <laughs> Give him a goddamn swirly. And then thrown into the vending machine. Oh yeah, and then we're all we were all chanting Pepsi or no Coke is better, I think. CM Punk return confirmed. Yeah, they smashed up a Pepsi so machine. Dumb. CM Punk's coming back. Up, oh, that's it. <laughs> CM Punk confirmed. Uh, the Pepsi plunge. It it was great so long as the Pinnacle come back looking strong because they got mollywopped. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if well, you want to take this, it's going to be like another attack. Yeah, because we have it's all out coming out right. That's the next one. Uh, double or nothing. The other nothing, thank you. And that's supposed to be in April. May, May. Right? Towards the end of April? May. May, okay. Is it end of May, early May? Early May. Uh, I don't. I think it was a date. Yeah, I think it's like mid-May. Mid-May, okay. So, um, because I know, I know what they really want to do. I know they're yeah. fucking dying to do this blood and guts match. The uh, whole, uh, what is it, uh, war games? Honestly, I don't know why they... Put it off. I mean, COVID. Well, yeah, but they've had brutal matches anyway. May 29th, so the last day of May. Oh, okay. So they're going to build the shit out of this. Oh, well. Well, I mean, it's going to be great. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of these things that they, uh, it's, um, They've been wanting to have like a real feud. I mean, faction versus faction feud to do this blood and guts, and I think this is the best feud versus feud to do it with. Yeah, the, the first time around it was kind of thrown together with Cody and Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were like, um, all right, cool, let's see it. Yeah, I want to see their version of a goddamn War Games match. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. But uh, oh no, we had the Stadium Stampede or whatever. Oh yeah, it was great. Well, that's another thing as well. WWE managed to do uh, war games twice. 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 But we didn't get blood and guts. And they're in an open air arena. Mm hmm. Just well, pull the damn trigger and do the damn match. Please and thank you. As for Omega and the Good Brothers, they got a win over Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, but are confronted by Mox and the Young Bucks. I kind of like the idea of Mox teaming with the Bucks. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, but not, I mean, not much happened. They chased him off, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, once they hit the ring, yeah, they were gone. I did enjoy that six-man match, though. Seeing uh, Phoenix, Pentagon, and, and Laredo Kid. I don't know how long Laredo Kid's going to be around. It was kind of obvious that this was not uh, live. You didn't see any live thing all over the screen. But um, I think 
every time I see these guys, the, like I call them the Lucha Gang, if you will, <laughs> I like I'm dying for a trios title. Like, dude, it's now is the time. Pull the trigger on a trios title. Like you have, like you have a plethora of teams to do this with. Yeah, I mean, especially if Omega is going to be back and forth between Dynamite and Impact, and he's got a trios rivalry mm-hmm. going on there too. Exactly. Make a trios title. I'm telling you. And then there's also the I I've been getting the fun little idea of maybe having like a juniors title, but I'm like, nah. I think right now is a little too early for that. I wouldn't mind seeing one in like the next year and a half. Yeah. But right now is a little too early. I think the person that would definitely benefit the most would be Jungle Boy. Because he's exactly over as what well. I'm leaning towards. Oh yeah, that's but that's what I'm getting at. It's like you would have like a weight limit of like probably like two twenty five or whatever. Anybody over two twenty five is heavyweight. Yeah. So they call it which, middleweight or whatever, light heavyweight, whatever. Yeah, which is how it but used yeah, to I be. Yeah, I think it would be excellent for a guy like Jungle Boy, a guy like John Silver, a Darby to get a, a more of a, a top-notch title than just the TNT. I mean, TNT's not a bad move, mm. but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's just like IC title. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the tag team women's match as Nyla Rose and the Bunny defeated Ty Conti and Hikaru Shida, and I still don't know why they're feuding. They just fought last week and had a match this week. I don't give a shit. I know, like, big money match trying to recruit the Bunny. Who is he trying to recruit? I fucking hate that dork. <laughs> well, he's got to make up for losing all his money. That's not my goddamn problem. <laughs> Shouldn't have fucking wagered him, you moron. Well, I mean... No, let's have a fucking negotiation. Uh, Darby and Sting definitely took shots at him. Oh, yeah, they did. Which, that's the thing that kills me. It's like, I don't want to see Matt Hardy in this stupid feud. I don't want to see Matt Hardy versus Darby Abbott. I don't want to see an old motherfucker that I could give a shit about go up against this crazy asshole of a kid. Okay? Like, he couldn't look what happened with him and Sammy. And Sammy isn't half as crazy as Darby. Do you really think this is going to end well? Because I don't. Well, uh... I hope his will's in, in, like, in good order. <laughs> now... Main events. Arcade Anarchy. I'm I'm saying nothing. This this one's all yours. Oh, this entire thing was oh my god. So I was the guy that was that first guy to be like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this parking lot brawl or whatever they had. And it turned out to be fucking fantastic. I had high hopes for this thing, and my hopes were like shot through the moon once this thing got going. Miro's looking like a monster. However, we got one thing that I was not, like, we didn't get the one thing I really, really needed from this. But everything else was fantastic. Miro looked like a monster. He's killing people through stuff. Uh, These fucking game cabinets are, like, empty as shit, and it's hilarious. One of them was made out of foam, and I'm like, that was kind of dumb, but whatever. (laughs) They had, like, a prize wall with, like, a chair. I'm like, first off, that's the last prize I'm trying to take home is a fucking steel chair, but whatever. (laughs) I saw Mayor takes it off and starts hitting people with it. I'm like, hey, you didn't win that, you fucker. <laughs> and but it was like it was it, it was really fun. The return of Trent absolutely popped me. He comes in, of course, via the mom's van. <laughs> By the way, you're fucking AEW, okay? You're prime time wrestling. You're telling me you can't wa- get a fucking car wash for your mom's car? That thing was filthy, boy, as a goddamn former as the son of a mechanic. You should be embarrassed to let your mom drive around in that dirty-ass white van. Anyway, 
He comes back. Somehow, some way, Miro is like beating up three dudes for a little bit. Then he gets beat up. And looks like we're going to get Trent versus Miro, which I don't hate. But the one thing I do hate is we still have Kip and Miro. That's the thing that's killing me. We still have Kip and Miro. I'm sick of them. You need to split them up. Miro needs to be a single. Yeah. He can't do this shit with this dork anymore. Not to mention, in reality, they can't fucking uh, Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. They really can't be fucking heels like that. Like Kip Sabian, is he a dick? Sure, but Pe- Penelope Ford is a fucking bona fide baby face. Like it's hard to not get behind her. And by the way, red is not your color, honey. Do not put that red lipstick back on. <laughs> that was I was like, oh, oh, I was excited to see her. She looked all nice, and then I seen that, and I was like, nope, don't do it. I'm, <sighs> but great stuff, though. To be honest, I'm just in the mindset that Penelope Ford can do no wrong. I mean, hey, that's yeah. <laughs> I'm a picky man. Initially, I hated the idea because I thought, okay, here we go, the freaking gaming gimmick again. But uh, it, it was a decent fight. It was better than it should have been. Mm-hmm, exactly. Oh, we, better than it should have been. We also got the return of Chris Statlander, which I know Mike would have popped for. Oh, that's right. That part was great. She's been cleared for a while. Yeah, when she, when she was, when know was she injured, all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly, man. With the whole Nyla Rose, the tag team. For me, man, you got Chris and Statlander coming back. The pride of Creative Pro, you know, trained by Kurt Hawkins. And the ah, shit. What? You said Kurt Hawkins all out, so I was like, ah, crap. I know. Yeah. And also, we, <laughs> I mean, we got a lot of the Creative Pro talents there. I mean, one of your favorites, Bear Bronson of Bear Country. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for me, like, coming Chris Stat- Kristen Statlander, I mean, she, dude, I think she's green, yes, a little bit. But I also think she's going to be an asset to the AEW women's division. I love the character. I love just what she's all about. And I'm happy that she's back into this whole thing. But for me, mm-hmm. like, most of so eloquently put it, God dang, man, I hated the arcade thing just because I'm tired of this feud. I'm tired of, I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with Miro going solo, you know, doing his own thing, but I am not a fan of what we got going on with this feud. I just want it to be over and done. Uh, that's all I could say. And I wasn't a fan of the arcade stuff, man. That's I just wasn't. I, that's all I could really say about that. I think Moses kind of said everything that I wanted to say just because every time I see him, you know, I, I cringe. You know what I'm saying? And my face gets all scrunched and I hate it. It's the same with Matt Hardy, as he, as he so eloquently put it. He wants to get the bunny, wants him to be the honey. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Goddamn Matt Hardy, you fucker. I know. It just, yeah, it's just that whole feud. I'm just, I'm tired of it all. I'm tired of it all. I mean, when Al Green was saying, I'm tired of being alone, I'm just tired of all this. Yep, there you go. See, Moses, you know, you got that soul. Dazzy Dangerously, you want to add that too? I'm so tired of being alone, tired of on my own. You want to add that to that, Daz? No. No? I I went to my room. I went to my room. Tony? All right, Tony. No, no, it was good. Uh, Okay, NXT. Kicked off with Cameron Grimes. Um, oh my man, fuck camera grant. Get, getting a surprising win over Roderick Strong. They uh, they seem to be pulling a whole Roddy's lost his smile kind of thing. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you're you're glossing over the fucking the awesomeness that is Cameron Grimes as he comes out to the greatest theme song that's ever lived in professional wrestling. Fucking comes Rob's out and he's just system. like, you know, we were talking business, Roddy. You know, I wanna. He said, I really want to buy the intellectual property of the Undisputed Era. So what does he fucking have? It grimes the system. 
<laughs> and then, and then he, I'm mad that Roddy beat him up. I wanted to hear the theme. He's like, no, you gotta hear this, and then has a Grimes the system, and I was like, that was terrible, but hilarious because then it cuts right into his goofy ass country up theme, and he's like, hold on, wait, it's gonna get better, and then he gets beat up, and I laughed. Kiss my grits. And then then this match went way too fucking long. Like it went through a commercial, and then it went like seven eight minutes after the commercial, and I'm like, uh, why are we still going? <laughs> And then didn't Cameron Grimes compete in the fucking gauntlet match later that night? Yeah, yes. That crazy bastard. I mean, he picked up the win despite failing to use uh, what looked like a slapjack. Mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure what it was, but I think it was a slapjack. Unlike the uh, slap nuts we got on Raw. Ah, slap nuts. We then got to see Tyler Breeze in very rare solo action as he answered uh, Santos Escobar's open challenge. That motherfucker ain't 205. I mean, he ain't he ain't very big. That's true. This was good, though. I mean, Tyler Breeze is one of those guys that I swear I used to crap all over. I used to hate his gimmick. I used to just, what is the what is the appeal of this dude? Oh, I always love but him. Then, but then, again, here exactly Ooh. like that. I ended up going back, watching a lot of old NXT. I, he's over as a motherfucker. Yeah. He's beyond talented. I love. I rewatched him in Juice and Thunder Liger. Wasn't like the greatest thing since sliced bread, but it was very, very, very solid. And it's like, okay, well, I know he can go tag team wise. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, let's let's see this. It was in- interesting. Of course, he wasn't gonna lose. You know, Santos wasn't gonna lose. But it was it was nice to see Tyler Breeze get out of the tag team element. Yeah, uh, you know what his weight actually is. Hmm. Two oh four. Oh, you fucker! <laughs> um, I'm a half a pound. I mean, I loved him when he had the, when he as original NXT gimmick, and it was just it, it it was a gimmick that I shouldn't have liked, but he pulled it off. Oh, with the fucking camera and the fucking yeah. selfie stick and the whole everything. And the boot with the fur. And the boot <laughs> with the fur. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Stuff. Like we said, there's more. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hey, ho, hey, ho, 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 man. You're not just going to. You heard the boots with the fur. <laughs> the whole I'm not, club I'm not saying he's, a, he's got apple bottom jeans, too. <laughs> just sure to Oh, low, 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 low. Hey, but oh, that song also came out in 07 with that son of a bitch soldier boy. I fucking rocked that shit, Florida. G Payne over that fucker. All right, I'm done. Well, all right then. Like we said, there's more women's tag teams in NXT, which is why it would have made more sense to just give them the main roster women's tag team titles. But I digress. Uh, Candice and Indy. Right, it's like we, it's like we actually watch the stuff and know how to make sense of pro wrestling. Yeah, crazy. Uh, it's like we don't just care about t-shirt sales. Bro, hey, what do you know? Well, Candice and Indy seem to be in line for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles as they defeated the Strumpet, who you all know as Priscilla Kelly, and somebody, something. Nobody seems to know who she was. Like I was going to say, I was like, who the hell was the other bro? I, I saw her name on Twitter, so I Googled it and just got zero results. Absolutely nothing. Wow. Like, that never happens. That's how you know that's job life. I even typed her name and WWE. Nothing. Nothing. So, uh, yeah, maybe you should uh, introduce these people better, Dub. That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, what's a thirty second promo? Yeah. Did they did they even get a nameplate on the entrance? I I mean I know they got a job. I don't remember seeing them. I remember seeing them like just standing there. So I was like, uh, who the fuck are these broads? Yeah, well I mean we okay, knew we knew it was Trumpet. Right. Uh what what's her NXT name? Something Dolan? Gigi Dolan. Oh my god. Uh I think it's I it's just Gigi said something. it the other day. Yeah, Gigi something. We we just call it a strumpet, it's easier. Sh- and it's more PG than what we used to call it. <laughs> the strumpet, I love it. Uh, right after the match, Shati and Ember uh, were challenged at take to take over by Candice and Indy. Right before mm-hmm. part one of Io Shirai and Raquel fighting backstage. These two did the whole Triple H and Shawn Michaels rivalry in one freaking night. I was just going to say, they're like all over this fucking... They're, that's exactly what they are. They're Sean, they're Sean and Hunter. Just even in matches and segments that they weren't involved in, they were just there fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, actually, right after this, Raquel quickly got a win over Zoe Stark, who they introduced with a lot of hype in her first match, and she's just lost everyone since. Poor, poor that's Zoe true Stark. like i was just gonna say i was like they gave her this gigantic fucking thing just for her to come out and be a fucking jahoob yeah she had she had a big build up she won her first match and she jobbed ever since Mm-hmm. poor girl i don't doesn't make any fucking sense to me nope yeah gg dolan yeah you're right yeah the strumpet the strumpet the uh the zaya lee Thing continues with Casey, Kanzaro, and Caden, but Caden made the mistake of confronting, uh, I believe her name is Mei Ying, and got choked out. All I know is Mei Ying, is, that's her name, uh, has obviously been hanging out with Matt Riddle. Well, she... Blowing the smoke and some faces, and then homegirl passed out. That's some good kush, bro, I'll tell you that. Yeah, fortunately she didn't have any lines. That's true, well, that's fine. <laughs> Blow some smoke in your face, see you later. But, like... Caden has has got no fear of Mei Ying, but every time she gets in her face, bad shit happens to her. Stop! 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 Yeah, her face. she's like, she's like the ultimate little person. You know what I mean? Like, I've got all the heart in the world, but then I'm just gonna lose like immediately. And meanwhile, Bo is just standing there. He's like, yeah, I ain't gotta do shit. She can. Yeah, she can you're a girl. Can. I can't hit you. I ain't gotta do shit. She can TCB. That's right. Uh, and then, like we said, the Gauntlet Eliminator closed the night with L.A. Knights getting the win and will enter oh last next God. week. So that so that's all this fucking thing was like it was so the win they just get to set the order of this Gauntlet match for the night one thing, and I'm like, yeah, what was the point of this thing? It, it was it was unique and it was very different, um, but it took some explaining last week. So twelve people in a battle royal. The first six that got eliminated don't mean anything. Then the last six, whatever order they're eliminated in, is the order they enter next week's gauntlet. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> so fucking dumb. Why not just do that thing and, and like, crown your... Like, do, like, the two last people have a match or whatever. Then make it, you know, simplify it. But why have a battle royal to leave to a gauntlet match? And, and also using the whole eliminator thing. That AEW have been mm-hmm. using. Like, dude, like, talk talk about copyright infringement. <laughs> Cease and desist. Send them out, boys. 
And like we said, Io Shirai just storms to the ring right after the match. Um, LA Knight got the fuck out of there. <laughs> and she just starts yelling in Japanese and everybody just cleared the ring. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, uh-oh, she's mad. Yeah, and we saw the whole women's division empty the locker room to break him up. And Mike, I believe, got excited over seeing uh, Taya Valkyrie. In oh, because of the dope? Group. Oh. Ah, uh, you know so what it is. The dog? That's her dog. That's her dog. So that's what this was. This is Vertaya. This whole buildup. Yep. I kept seeing a dog running through the PC, and I'm like, oh, man. I was hoping she didn't have the same gimmick. I think it's the same gimmick. Impact. <laughs> but still, it's gonna be great. I mean, when you have you know the NXT Women's Championship field, I mean, you know it's gonna be good. When you got friggin' Reina. Reina, I'm sorry, Raquel and Io Shirai. That's why I'm also saying, like, I'm thinking maybe Io might retain in this belt because I personally would love to see Io and Taya Valkyrie. I think that'd be a great feud. Or you want no. to? I, 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 no. love, no. I love Io, but it's getting too much now. There's been so many okay. takeovers well, where I've been like, yeah, she's dropping the title. And she's just beating everybody. Well, you have the Mastodons, too, if you do Taya and Raquel. That's a great big woman matchup. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, I... here's my thing with that though. Like, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent on that same dazzy train, if you will. For the last like four pay per views, she's done. She's you know, she's either going to go to the main or she's losing. She's going to the main or she's losing. Doesn't happen. It's at the point now where, like, it's like it it has to happen. She's not Walter, okay? She's not Pete Dunne. This isn't the UK title. I don't need to see a five six hundred day reign out of her. She's beaten everybody you've put in front of her. Everybody. Time to just let her lose to the monster. You're going to put her on the main anyway to do bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... WrestleMania week's coming. We know we know what that means. Yep. Call up. Also... All I want to know, I just need to see her and Asuka as goddamn a tag team. Just like, that'll be my life right there. There you go. And you also elevate Raquel. And that gives us Raquel as the face and Dakota Kai as the heel. Like you were talking about Nash, Diesel, and HBK. Yeah. There you go. Although Dakota Kai is a great heel. She is. Facts. I'm still angry, though. Fucking one-hour reign. I'm, I'm still angry that Tony Storm isn't NXT Women's Champion. Wasn't even an hour, bud. Yeah. I don't get that. You know what I'm saying? I, like You had like so many opportunities, but Tony, Tony Storm! And you had so oh, many opportunities. Man. You had so many opportunities with Mercedes Martinez, but it's just like, all right, what ifs? I think the I don't know why I don't know why they wouldn't push Tony like that blows my mind. Uh, Mercedes, I can understand because age, I guess. And she's just the veteran to make the young ladies look good, which is fine. I can understand that, but at the same time, sometimes as uh, pro wrestling Noah has understood, sometimes you need that old veteran to be your champion. To elevate the rest of your roster. You know, that's why they have the fucking great Muda as their world champion right now, you dumb shits. Yeah. Elevate your roster. Oh, I mean, hell, Bobby Lashley, he's 44, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, he's 25 times better champion than The Miz was. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... I don't know. Like... To bring bringing that whole thing up, the only the only thing I would have liked about Bobby being world champion is him and Lesnar. I'm just I just I have to see it already. Not like I really want to. It just it's it's been burned in my mind as an idea that's going to happen, and it either needs to happen 
or somebody just needs to go away forever. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm not really surprised because we haven't seen Brock since last year's Mania. I'm, I, I think now would have been the perfect time to do it going into WrestleMania, but unless mm-hmm. Brock comes back in the summer and Lashley's still champion by then. I mean, and then honestly, this is like one of those things that you didn't need. You don't need six, seven, five. You don't even need three weeks of build. You have Lesnar show up one week, look look at Bobby Lashley and say, that's mine, and then just like walk away. And then just the steam of them already like, oh, dude, we've been dying to see them go at it forever. Now it's gonna, just going to happen, just yeah. to happen. I mean, especially since Lashley tweeted after winning the title, uh, I never had anything Brock had wanted before, but I do now. Mm-hmm. Not to mention every goddamn other interview I've heard this fucker say as he's been world champion is, oh, well, I would love to go against Brock. I would love to go against Brock. Don't build it for a whole nother year. Just fucking spontaneously make it happen. Yeah. I mean, not now, obviously, but. Yeah, Lashley's pulling the whole tightest thing. I want Brock. Mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all want, but I want Brock. But I want Brock. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Titus getting the Warrior Award this year, I'm, ho- I'm hoping him. they give him two because it's two classes because i mean everybody's calling for shad to get it too absolutely absolutely shad should fucking get it yeah there better be too because that's i mean yeah we got no problem with titus he does amazing work for charity and stuff and i mean that's all he does now um but yeah shad yeah titus is a real one let's 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 i'll keep it 100 titus is a real one he goes out there, gives back to the community. He's 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 all in it for the right reasons, and 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 God bless him, seriously, God bless him. But Shad, ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate hero thing you can do. If he's not rewarded, I don't. I, it. I don't want to say it's a slap in the face, but it's definitely. Not a handshake or a hug or nothing. It's so it's it, it's negative for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Mike's on tape delay this nope. week. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> nah, I was just muting my mic, man. I apologize. What was the question? Uh, how you feel about Titus getting the Warrior Award, and hopefully we get two awards so Shad can have one too. My apologies, yes. So when it comes to Titus getting the award, I understand it, you know, being voted Father of the Year, and he does a lot of uh, ambassador work for the WWE. Uh, Shad definitely deserves it for, you know, what he did, putting his life on the line, and God rest his soul, man. He's a true hero. He truly is a hero. If there's anyone that's a warrior that's a really testament to the word, it is Shad Gaspard. Personally, I love to see him get it. I love to see Titus get it. But Titus getting the Warrior Award, I am all about that because he definitely does deserve it. Same with Shad, so I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Max Wrestling Podcast. Remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as Andre Corbeil's YouTube channel. And follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox. What did the fuck hell? Special events also on anchor.fm. And above all... Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Before, I don't mean to cut you off, but god dang, man, I have one other thing to say. I found it. It's very quick. You know, I was talking about that Dustin Rose thing. I hit you in the back of the head. I found it. Can I just play it really quickly? Oh, God. Absolutely. Uh, okay, Shockmaster. Dustin talking to you.
dust. How could I ever forget gold dust? How could anybody ever forget? You never will forget gold dust. Nobody in this world will ever forget gold dust. I pulled that off. I was that character. I was that entertainer. I'm talking to you and I'm talking to the world. I did what I did to Chris Harris for a reason. You're talking to Chris Harris from his damn mouth. What it has to do with Chris Harris is that Chris Harris is not ready to be at the top. Why look at me the way you look at me if I smack the spit out of you? But I think he's just ovulating. He's got ovaries. He's like, shut up! This. Shut up! He's trying to steal somebody's spot. And that spot he stole is mine. That's why I hit you in the back of your head. In here! And laid your out for the last 34 years ever since I was four years old, man. There was a side of me that nobody's ever seen. This other side that nobody's seen, man, that nobody wants to see, nobody has ever seen. I don't give a crap. It's wants to come out. Get out, get out, let me out. I've had my friends. I've had my split personality. Get out, get out, let me out. That's split personalities. That, that dual personality and whatever everybody says that Dustin Rhodes has. Man, Dustin was going through some shit back then. And that was the birth of the. That was the birth of Black Rain. But yes, that is very true because he was going through a lot of crap last, and he didn't look in good shape at all back then. Oh you know? no, no, no! He was like twice the size he is now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the rough years for uh, Dustin Rhodes, but still, I will never forget that. That's why I hit you in the back of your head in here. You know what I'm saying? Just always sticks out as a 15 year old young man, as a freshman in high school, watching that. Oof. Um, and there is that. So go check us out at MaxWrestling.net. <laughs> Follow us on social media at the Captain Five One Two at MCL Ninety Two at Walker underscore TA Ninety Two. And at smrpodnet. And before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember, Twitch makes Vince's dick itch, and everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker, including Moses Marquez. Goddamn right. So that's right. Next Monday starts the official new Twitch schedule. We're going to have Retro Mondays. I play some form of N64 or PS2 emulator game. Haven't decided what yet. Wednesdays is either going to be... Warzone Wednesdays or Wrestling Wednesdays. I haven't decided yet. We'll figure it out come the first Twitch chat, which you can follow on uh, twitch.tv forward slash bigmo2425. No E on that mo, by the way. And then, of course, Fridays and any random days, you'll see me playing the new Call of Duty because why the fuck not? Uh, as far as what's going on with everything else, I don't, like I said, like I've been saying the entire show, Peacock is kind of ruining whatever Retro Rewind may have been. Uh-huh. So. As of right now, Retro's gonna be on the back burner. Technically, I still have the I still have the network. I still have unedited versions. I will do the best I can to try to get a few more episodes of that out. But understand that after WrestleMania, Mo and the Dead Man will be returning with AEW and NXT reviews. Um, and as of right now, my backup plan for if Retro goes south is I'm going to be reviewing Dark Side of the Ring. Each and every Whoa. single one of them episodes. Yeah, buddy. So I've been dying to do it, and I think if Retro fails, now's my opportunity to talk about those documentaries that have hit us all so damn hard. Yeah. That's bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you imagine if South Park went to Peacock? They, they'd, they'd show nothing. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, they'd be... 
They'd be shorts. They'd be three-minute episodes. Yeah. Here's the opening song, and it's gone. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be the clip you'd see all the time, and it's gone. <laughs> um, and Mike, who you been talking to? All right, guys, where you can check out the latest edition of the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, which is up right now with new LFC fighter Daisy Doomsday Ducati, who took on Genevieve the Sorcery Hex at LFC 31 Booty Camp 2, live on LaundryFC.com. The replay's there. Featured the main event of Selena De La Renta from MLW against Katie the Bombshell Forbes, and Katie the Bombshell Forbes took the L, thank God. So it's one of those things where I look at it from a stance, too. You got a lot to watch on LaundryFC.com. You got a lot to listen to as well. You can check me out at SM Show 1 MCL 92. You can check me out on SoundCloud.com slash MCLarkin92, thestevenmikeshow.com. And I'm starting a little new thing on Instagram TV, uh, MLarkinMB. It's my personal Instagram page. Talk about uplifting and being, you know, positivity, really providing a positive assurance for a social media platform. Talk about stories and what I've gone through and what a lot of people can relate to, whether it be women, whether it be just in general from a spiritual side of things, and really just getting right and getting you a pretty much into look at how my mind ticks and my overall narrative. So it's a little fun thing I'm starting, and I'm doing them probably about once or twice every week. So it gives me a lot of things for um, uh, you know, just reassurance and just not just therapy, but just an overall view on this thing that we call life. So I'm having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and I, I dig and it. I hope forever down the line you get like guest spots from like Dr. Shelby. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I got to say yep. right now, I'm a one-man conglomerate with that, but, I mean, a lot of people can relate. So I got thousands and thousands. You know what I'm saying? If you could touch the masses and touch somebody's heart, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You got to touch. <laughs> All right. And join us. Next week, baby! For Promo Mania, baby. It's our biggest mm-hmm. show of the year. It's absolutely stacked. Uh, 2021, I am Bank, Robert versus Travis. Two knowledge title matches, Moses versus Moni, Kingpin versus Demon S, and Phoenix versus The Shape. Don't miss a damn thing. And don't forget the pre-launch show is this Tuesday, and we will see you right here on Thursday for all the action. This was episode 316. We will catch your ass down the road, and that's the bottom line. Goodbye, and good night. Chad, that is why I hit you in the back of your head to take your predictions championship. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Next week, Moni, you are in the front of the line for Space Mountain. Let's see if you can hang on for the ride.